Hi, I'm Bernadette Joy. In 2014, I took out $72,000 in student loans to pay for grad school. Less than two years later, I made my final payment. Now I'm on a mission to help others save $1 million of debt by showing how you can save money, make money, and earn the lifestyle you love. You'll hear from friends and experts that helped me on my debt-free journey. Welcome to the Bernadette Joy Podcast, Crush This Debt, Season 2. this debt and today we're talking about a topic that I am obsessed with because a lot of you guys know that I really love HGTV and want everything to be really cool and perfect but um, there's a lot of pitfalls to getting your place looking like you want it to and here I have our friend Mike. Say hi Mike. Hey everybody. <laughs> and he is from, he's starting his own company Winrate Consulting and he is here to help people make sure that they have the best practices to hire the right contractors for these really large-scale projects. From first-hand experience, Mike is awesome because he is the one who helped me with my kitchen renovation. We were just talking about this. Felt like it was just yesterday, but it was four years ago. So I'm really excited about you and this company. Yep. Tell me more about why you started WinRate. Okay, so my background is in business development and communication. So I worked for Corporate America for 10 years. Oh, Corporate America, love oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I ran its course. like it, it had its upsides. It had its downsides. But overall, I learned a lot in the process. So I left Corporate America... Helped a buddy of mine, the general contractor that did your kitchen, phenomenal guy, was struggling to get in his business off the ground from like a business development sales perspective. I knew nothing about construction, but said, I'm kind of done with corporate America. I'd love to get into this entrepreneurial small business world. I love the construction industry and the process fell in love with it. Like I really learned a lot about the client, client interaction, the process, the pitfalls, the good things, the bad things. Um, and the general fear, like, there's a lot of fear around it. Like there there's fear. never a renovation gone great TV show. It's <laughs> renovation like nightmares. And it's like, what can go wrong? And, and consumers are incredibly more informed now. They're incredibly more. And expectations. And, yeah. well, and they, they know as, as much about the industry as you do now, like, because they can just Google it or, or, and that wasn't the way 20 years ago, but so helped him with that for a number of reasons, transitioned to a different company. Well, I kind of wrote my process start to finish appreciation you know, from appreciation to prospect and everything in the middle. And I was like, well, this is kind of like a course. Like, this can help people. Like, this is pretty detailed. It wasn't just like what I did. It's why I did it and when I did it. And then April this year, kind of created an LLC, took, pulled a plug. Uh, so I'm still working at Enterprises, but I'm kind of getting win rate up um, full speed now. Kind of got the website launched in August. Um, have had a couple clients. I've had really good success with that. Um, you know, I'm proud of this, but it's also kind of crazy. Like I've helped a handful of companies grow by seven figures now, strictly, strictly by improving their communication process and their systems around client interaction, you know, proactive communication, professionalism. Like my, my vision is to take fear out of the home remodel. And there's so much, it's on both sides. Contractors are afraid that you're going to be crazy. You're not going to pay the bills. (laughs) You're going to like change your mind 17 times. Like, and to be fair, like homeowners, they have this vision because of HGTV and yeah. 30 minutes and $17,000 later, you have a brand new kitchen. That's just not reality. Mm-hmm. And so Which honestly is what I thought it was when I first started this process and figured out very quickly. Yeah, it, it's, it. it's yeah. dirty. It's intrusive. It's challenging. There's good days. There's bad days. Like the project, your kitchen didn't go smooth every day. Mm-hmm. Like there were challenges. There were issues. There were decisions you didn't want to have to make that you did, but kind of that... 
the professionalism that I brought from outside the industry definitely differentiate us as a company. Absolutely. Compared to somebody else who was just like, oh, here's your quote, or yeah, I'll be there and didn't show up, or showed up and didn't send the quote. And yep, which that, happened. It's amazing that which people happened. would waste their time to come out and look at your house and not send you a quote. Um, what are some best practices that you can share with us about what to look for when we're looking for a good contractor. Yeah, so I actually had a, a friend of my brother's reach out to me and say, I'm about to go through this. What should I look for when it yeah. maximize? This just happened. So, so this is what he told his brother, so we know it's for real. So the first one is ask for references. So, and I think five to ten. Wow, five to ten? Five to ten. Because, and I don't, I would say call all of them. Yeah. But what you're really trying to do with the exercise is if they can't find ten people from the last year that's going to give them a good reference... That's probably not somebody you want to work with. And like any successful contractor, they've had more than 10 projects this year or in the last 12 months. If they haven't had 10 projects in the last 12 months, and sometimes the price point can vary from that. Like if you're yeah. a, if your average project is $500,000, you may not do 20 in a year. But the average kitchen, 50 to $100,000, like the average good contractor is probably doing 20 to 30 of those a year. If you ask them for 10 references and they cannot supply that, to me, that's a red flag. Like I could probably pull up my phone right now and find 10 clients from the last month that I could call that would say we, you know, we had a pretty good experience. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you can't get five to 10, as many as possible, like I don't, don't ask for a hundred, but if they can't supply 10 clients that are willing to say something good about them, yeah, that's a red flag. That's a really good point. And yeah. I did not do that, but yeah, it ended working well. It worked but, out yeah. well, but yeah, but, <laughs> but, but ultimately like that's a challenge. Yeah. Like, I mean, it. It's, it's a big thing because a lot of people have gotten really good at outselling their poor performance. They sell the dream. They, they, yeah. they say the keywords. They tell you what you want to hear. But then, like, they're subbing that work to somebody else, and they don't take, always take ownership. And it ends up poorly because they sold you on a dream to get your money. Yeah. And then the product's going to be the project. Yeah. And you're kind of locked in. Like, once you pay the money, very few people are going to walk away from a 25% deposit because they got bad feelings about it. Like you're kind of like into it now. Yeah. So doing that due diligence ahead of time is very important. Good point. The second thing I would recommend doing in any type of complex remodel is to either hire somebody or walk through it with the first contractor that you feel comfortable with a full scope of work. And what I mean by that is like the details, like how many of each thing is happening, how many square feet is happening, what's happening here, what's happening there. Having that defined scope of work allows you to get an apples to apples comparison. Mm. that's something that you can do ahead of time, either at home by yourself in, in a, even in layman's terms, like kitchen remodel. Okay. I know I want cabinets. I don't want countertop. I know I want switches here. I want lights here. Write it out in detail so that, cause if you're going to meet with three or four different people, which mm -hmm. is realistic, you want to have them quoting the same scope of work. Cause nothing's worse. Nothing is worse from both sides. than you did. We're not clear on scope. You had four people quote it. You're going to drop the lowest one. You're probably going to drop the highest one. The two in the middle are going to be close enough. You're going to flip a coin, right? And then one of them is going to have a detailed proposal and one's not. Mm -hmm. One's going to say kitchen remodel, 55000 The other person is going to be detailed. Which I out. saw. <laughs> right, yeah. And, and I was very good about trying to be very like it's, – it's very quantity-driven, square foot, unit pricing, so that you can say, hey, well, you charged me for seven switches. We only did six. Let's correct that. Or, hey, there's a change order from the contractor side. And you're like, yeah, but you gave me a whole number for $55,000. How was I supposed to know what was set and what wasn't? Mm -hmm. When you do like with allowances or really detailed out by unit, you can say, okay, well, I asked you price for 800 square feet of flooring. It's actually 900. You deserve to be paid more for that, right? But if it wasn't defined, it was just like replace flooring for $1,500. Yeah. Who knew how much? Good point. And that, that happened for sure with... Um, 
you know, when we were looking at doing our renovation, we were looking at replacing the floor, but what we didn't realize or what AJ and I didn't think about was that if we were, we were replacing the floor in our kitchen, like it, it connected to our dining room. And so we had to sand mm-hmm. everything to make it look like it matched. Didn't even think that was a thing. And then you start thinking about, okay, well, how do you compensate for that? one way or the other and yeah. so making sure that is all documented and that you have that ahead of time is so important so once you selected a contractor understand the schedule okay so that's really important because there's everyone talks about the money piece of this but there's also the time and the time value of money which we talk a lot about so yeah. let's talk about the schedule so the schedule so this is very important understanding certain stepping stones and a great way to manage that is to have the draw schedule related to it so typically, like, do not give your contractor 50% up front. Don't do that. No contractor needs 50% up front. If they're demanding it, that's because they're having other cash flow issues. I've been on that side of it. 20, 50%, 25% is common. That's a good number. Um, and then set up, set stopping points. Like, that everybody can agree this is done. Like, one for us is always when the countertop goes in. No one can disagree on if the countertop's <laughs> in or not. It's either there or it's not. Right. So that's a good still, but that holds the, the contractor accountable to the schedule because they don't get paid till they hit certain stopping points. And it keeps you in control a little bit saying, hey, this isn't going as fast as I'd like. So you're not getting paid because we haven't hit these stepping stones. It protects you as the client. It keeps them on schedule. And then having it notated somewhere, like an on-site, this is something we, we did not do, but something I kind of learned after our project that yeah. works really well is like an, an on-site like project management book. And what's in there is like selections you've made for fixtures, um, the budget, Ooh, I like this the schedule, idea, having that on-site so that like, and then having part of that be like the first page is like a comment notes page. Something that you can write in as the homeowner that says, I don't like this, I like this, can we look at this? Because... I know you want to get home at seven o'clock at night and start calling your contractor. Don't do that. Like the contractor has a life and a family too. And getting text messages at nine thirty night because of a fixture location, that can be something that can be handled the next day. So that's a one-stop shop for all details that subs can look at, contractor can look at, homeowner can look at, that holds everybody accountable. Oh my gosh, I love this. These are tips that are so useful that as I think about my future bathroom renovation, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to um, have that book. And I also like making binders. So I mean, <laughs> it's, mine's going to be like really pretty with like stickers and yeah. all this other stuff. But even you underestimate the amount of decisions that go into oh, a kitchen. Oh, absolutely. Remote, right? So many. There's yeah. so many. So I mean, like even little things when they're like, what color grout do you want for the top? Like I was like, I didn't realize there were multiple... Yeah. Grout colors, I yep. you know they're like light gray or dark gray, and I was like, I, I guess I don't know. Yeah. So you know, thinking about those things and making sure you're writing them down and making sure you're on the same page about that is a really good tip. Yep. Um. So my last question for you on this is: a lot of people who are listening are looking to crush their debt, so yep. they might be on this debt-free journey, either um, getting ready to do a renovation or might be trying to um, plan for one ahead of time. Mm-hmm. What are what are some tips that you can give to someone who's on a debt-free journey to plan for a renovation like this? So some things I'll say contractors are going to like. Some things I'm say yeah. contractors are not going to like. So um, one of the biggest costs of a renovation are the finishes, the fixtures. Um, if you're planning ahead and you're an organized person, buying things up front or early, like lighting fixtures, plumbing fixtures, uh, flooring material, things that you can buy and store yourself ahead of time, do that. Because that's going to save you 20 to 25% on those products yeah. kind of immediately. Like contractors mark that stuff up. It's typically part of the agreement, like the, the, the allowances around fixtures and finishes. It's going to get marked up in the interim. And yeah. you can find deals on your own. Like you can do 
like the, the Wayfarers and the Amazons. Actually, I did that. The, so yep. for our kitchen, um, we found this tile that everyone gives us compliments on, but we got it ourselves and it was on clearance. Mm -hmm. And so when we were like, oh, no one's going to have this anymore because they're not selling it at the store, but we got it. It was originally like $20 per square and we mm -hmm. got it for 10 yep. and we saved a ton of money. Yeah. And like, let's be honest here. The contractor has a lot of things going on. Discount shopping for you is not one of them. Not on like the list. it's it's just not. Like yeah. we're we're not going out going, oh, but can we can find the cheaper across town? Let me drive across town to get it. That's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Unless you're hiring like an interior designer where part of your agreement is their discount shopping for you, it's not gonna happen. So you doing that yourself, and that can add up really big, specifically with large scale stuff, um, like tile, flooring, even plumbing and light fixtures. Like we've had clients buy five thousand dollar bathtubs. And like if we'd have marked it up twenty five percent. That's a, a big <laughs> number, right? Like that's a lot of money. Like yeah. even if you have a big budget, saving 10% on a $100,000 remodel, that's a lot of money. That's $10,000. That's $10,000, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, but like little things like that, what you can do ahead of time. Yeah. The other thing is, is definitely managing the schedule because it's really easy to like let things drag on. And then like, maybe you're doing a kitchen remodel. Well, if that kitchen remodel lasts an extra three weeks. That's three more weeks of you eating out. That's three more weeks of you ordering so food. Yeah. That's three more. Like if you're and if you're doing a big like let's say full house remodel, maybe you moved out. Maybe you moved it out yeah, of hotel the, expenses. Your hotel expenses. Like a week can be a lot of money when you're not in your routine. And I think that's so true because we did a kitchen renovation and I was working from home at the time. So, you know, when you I... You had this little, like, hot plate <laughs> and, like, toaster oven. Yeah, <laughs> I had a little toaster oven. And, you know, I like eating in, so I'm good with that. But, um, you know, if you keep having to... There was a point where I couldn't be here because it was just so noisy. I couldn't take mm -hmm. phone calls. So I had to go out to eat and it started adding up. Yep. So, Especially if you have a family, like... You, like you have a couple, throw a couple of kids in there. Game over. <laughs> yeah, you just quadrupled your expenditure, like going out to eat. Yeah. So, and that's something that people don't really um, factor it, it in. It is when definitely doing a gray area, gray area expense that you don't think about. Yeah. Oh my God. This has been so awesome. I already feel like I've learned so much, even though I've done one before, but I'm always looking to renovate something else. So, yeah. I will use it. So, how can people find you? Uh, Winrate Consultings at Winrate Consulting, W I N R A T E Consulting. Uh, winrayconsulting.com is my website. That's a lot of good information, a lot of videos, um, just a lot of my background and kind of what I'm trying to do to help the industry. So that'd be a great place to start. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking yeah, some time with me. Absolutely. And actually, you might see Mike again because we're going to do another episode about his own debt-free journey, and we'll talk about that. So thanks so much. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Want to join our Crush This Debt campaign to pay off $1 million of debt? You can also learn more about our goal, tips, and today's guest on crushthisdebt.com, our YouTube channel, and social media at Crush This Debt. See you next time.